Welcome to Magic on the Patio. I am Lauren Mahana and I am here with my astrology witchy magical co-host Alyssa. How are you today Alyssa? Hello. <laughs> How we it's feel like, today? <laughs> getting close to well it's actually legitimately fall now. So I know. Exciting. Yeah. We're recording the day after the equinox which is really cool. Um so how has that energy been for you? Let's just get into it. How, how has this week been for you after the Pisces full moon? Please Wait, the tell Pisces, me all about it. The Pisces full moon has been, was a lot <laughs> to say the least. It's been a lot. I, I was expecting to be a lot more in touch with the Pisces moon and some sort of like dreamy, like, what are these like higher like downloads I'm going to get during the season, but instead it's just been full of anxiety and riddled with like guilt and then extremely tired. <laughs> Sounds exactly like every Pisces I know how they live their life. And I still, I look at them all. I go, I just don't know how you live. I don't know how you get through the day. I don't know how you survive. I guess drugs, alcohol, partying, sex. Yeah. <laughs> Only way. <laughs> oh yeah that's how I felt this moon was like I don't know I normally do really well with the Pisces moon it's like the only water moon that like I like vibe with probably because I'm a Virgo rising and it like it's just like on that axis like I feel like I get like the benefits like the practical benefits of Pisces but this one man like couldn't sleep at all like nightmares like just like but nightmares where it was like I like almost died in my dream you know when you have those death dreams and you feel your heart ready to stop and you wake yourself up because if you die in your dreams you die I don't know if that's true but I feel like it's true I feel like someone told me that and like I had multiple like like different timeline different lifetime Lauren deaths so I feel like there was some sort of karmic like cycle or or healing happening but geez, I am tired. Yeah. Tired. There was definitely like a portal open because my dog was sitting in the corners, barking at the wall. (laughs) And I'm like, she's, I mean, she's still a baby. She's eight months old, but she's just not a barker. Yeah. And she was sitting at a wall for on the full moon and the night after the full moon looking at the wall barking at it and I'm like great there's a ghost here now fantastic I didn't know that (laughs) I just allowed a ghost into our home thanks Luna (laughs) I was like fantastic I I didn't think I felt much presence up here since we've we moved up into a new space in the like over the last few months I was like this doesn't the, the space never just felt like the presence of anything and then my dog's sitting barking at the wall and I'm like, oh, I did just didn't see this one coming. So then I couldn't sleep because then I thought there was a ghost staring at me. Ooh, maybe you have to like tap into that energy uh, or just ignore it. One or the other. I, if you ignore it, it will, it will go away. It's like <laughs> other people's ghosts intrigue the crap out of me. My boss is always relaying his ghost stories to me about his apartment being haunted and I am fascinated by it. I live for this. But the thought of a ghost in my house <laughs> scares the crap out of me. 
You got to use that Aries moon energy and just like fight it. Just like tame, tame the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> or not, or just run away. <laughs> Make me a bird. yeah I don't like I mean it's strange because we're like a few we're what four days off of this moon and I under I know that moon cycles specifically powerful ones like last for like the usually the full cycle Mm -hmm. but like this one man it's like I still haven't been able to get like a pep in my step like coffee's not kicking it like nothing is getting me not motivated because I'm fine like I'm working I'm getting creative but it's like I just feel like this heavy weight like I'm stuck underwater like you know when you're swimming in the ocean and you feel like just bogged down like that's how I feel and it's like I just want it to lift and I'm wondering I'm wondering with now now we are we've just fully moved into Libra season Mm -hmm. and I wonder when it'll uh when that lightness, when that air will kind of shift through, but I don't know. October is, I don't know, man. I, I don't know about October, but I'm, I'm not terrified, but I am, um, cautious. Yes. Like caution tape. Cautious is a good word to use. <laughs> I think it's going to be, I think we're going to be seeing cycles repeat from possibly the way they were in over the summer. Yeah. So yeah. So why don't we, why don't we just move into the, like the major, the major stuffs. Um, so we can focus a little bit on the end of September. Cause this is actually going to pop. I'm this is going to air, uh, September 29th, uh, because of how the dates work. So why don't we, why don't we focus on the last couple of days of September? And that's exactly when Mercury fully goes retrograde, um, in Libra at 1 10 a.m eastern time and it it goes retrograde through october 18th so we talked about this last episode um at the end of of the september episode but why don't we now that we've been in the shadow period for a fairly long time how has this energy of mercury retrograde been um how how are you feeling about it i mean i've actually legitimately been seeing like quote unquote classic retrograde like yeah right romps play out like where like things have like I was it my 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 computer ran out of storage my phone didn't update correctly like these things well, I mean even Apple putting an iOS update that has literally destroyed algorithms during a Mercury shadow period is like I don't understand why they do that to themselves hire an astrologer I don't understand how massive companies don't work with astrologers at this point. Like, don't, don't they know? I got a lot of good astrologers on speed dial. Like I can, I can recommend really good business ones too. Like there are astrologers that focus only on business and like true analytics. Like you can like find, find a business astrologer apple and google and all of the major companies please because you're you're messing with you're messing with people right now yeah Yeah, i mean it's just like a matter it's like who's gonna show like who's showing up in your dms like oh yeah yeah. and i think it's because it's in libra too which i find being an air sign but a venusian air sign you know it's kind of like this um are you seeing a ghost right now Oh, everyone something. who's listening there's something with Alyssa there's just like noises coming from the downstairs that aren't normal 
<laughs> and we're we're 100% sure it's not your husband. No, because 100% it's not the dog. No, I think it's the dog, but I was just making sure it wasn't the child getting up either. Mm. Oh, that's like, you know what? Children waking up in the middle of the night are like the scariest things, especially when they just stand by your bed and stare at you in the middle of the night. Because that's what my children do in their cute little nightgowns. And it is horrific. (laughs) Horrifying. Just like... I just, I just want to say, I love you. What? Okay. Just give me a heart attack. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. It's, I mean, please, this is highly entertaining. I wish everyone was watching your face was like legit, like horror movie. (laughs) No, you're fine. It's probably like, you know what, what was it? That show that did all the ghost hunters and they were like the, uh, were they HVAC people like rotor rooters or something? It's probably like, you know, a pipe with air in it. It's hundred percent your radiator. I don't need any, I, I'm not having any eighth house transits right now. We don't need to explore the pipes. No. All right. Ready, set it and forget it. You, you moving through it. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know, like with this, whole, <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about Sonia and her toaster oven in that very moment. <laughs> or like the townhouse. Or the, that townhouse. I mean, talk about the second she walks into that house, she gets completely embodied with negative entity energy. 100%. She's a completely different human being when she's yeah, in that house yeah. and it's insane that like it's like she, she I'm surprised that that spiritual worker that she has hired who I've totally seen around New York City by the way really? um, oh yeah she, I yes she's definitely talked yeah though I for, always forget her name the crystal lady she is definitely back in the day at this one place in the city she definitely has hosted an event that I had like I didn't go to her workshop but it was at a bigger event mm-hmm. in a space because I was like I remember that lady from like the early 2000s <laughs> But yeah, no, she's like a legit woo-woo. Um, but but uh, no, I always wonder, I'm like, why haven't anyone tapped in on the energy that like there's just negative energy that she needs to sell that house because it is sucking her soul. No, all I, I literally want to sell the house for her at this point. So she I mean, can start. I literally just am like, I'm going to find Sonia Morgan, a buyer for that townhouse. I may or may not work for that person who could buy the townhouse. Yeah. But like, we need to get, like, the Bravo community needs to find their like rich uncles to go out there or aunties. Let's mm-hmm. not be sexist here, Alyssa, <laughs> and buy that house from yeah. her. So she I mean, can. Who, I mean, I don't even know what it was listed at last time. It was like 15 million. I mean, there has to be someone who has $15 million laying around. Last time I looked, because I, I may or may not be kind of obsessed with this, it was around $8 million. $8 million, she dropped it? But because yeah. she, I was looking at the cost of her house versus Sutton's house, because Sutton just built that, like, new yeah. house. I'm sure Sutton, like, upgraded everything, so I'm sure she put a few mil into the, like, upgrades building. But I was surprised that hers was, I forget, was it $3 million or $5 million with Sutton's? 
Well, it's because she's in Bel Air, right? She's not in Beverly Hills. Like it's probably, it has to probably do with the land and the view and yeah, the acreage and shit like that. Yeah, but yes. But I was surprised that like the townhouse is worth more than Sutton's place. These are the 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 square footage of that townhouse is almost 4,000 square feet and and or even more I mean she's in one of those last freestanding townhouses on the Upper East Side like many of those are just not like classic townhouses aren't a thing anymore if you haven't googled Sonia's townhouse and taken the virtual tour of it I don't know what you're doing with your life you have to no I did it like yeah it was like it's like on um oh gosh it was on one of the uh, rental apps but she has it on uh was it on her website or something like that i don't i just it's on something like, yeah it's like on youtube it. and she's no, like but- really good friends with josh flag like josh flag knows why, why hasn't josh flag sold that place for her he knows a person who would i be- i bet you he's tried i don't know i feel like this entity needs to be cleared out and she won't sell it until it's like released why she went out with ryan serhant she like mentioned that on a watch what happens live so She's got Ryan Serhant. She's got Josh Flagg. Like, it's Bravo. not about finding the buyer. She just doesn't want to sell it yet. And at this point, her daughter could probably just buy it from her. I, just, I still don't, I still don't understand. I, I, I mean, truly, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what the relationship is like with the family, but like her ex must see her struggle. Just buy it from her and then sell yeah. it. Like, seriously, just give, give her $8 million. <laughs> where is libra in sonia morgan's chart well she's a pisces moon right and then she's a sag sun yeah and she's uh she can't have a loop she's i wonder i know that i should know this off the top of my head Um, that's a very specific rising she's a gemini rising yeah that makes sense so she's got libra is in her sixth house or is her sixth house libra that's why she disappears when she needs health breaks. That's why she drinks so much. And then she takes like six months off and goes to a spa. Yeah. She's got, and she's got her, her mercury is actually in Libra at 24 degrees, which is interesting. Well, well, that kind of makes sense for, especially this season with her you know, and like, I'm, actually- I'm lying. I'm looking at the wrong wheel because Mercury is almost retrograde and I'm losing my mind again. Dude, the shadow looking period has the, been worse for me. Looking in the wrong thing. Her Mercury is Sagittarius. Like ugh, I'm losing it. I'm sorry. Oh, that also makes sense though. I feel like her with Mercury, it has to be in one of the justice kind of judgmental placements. Yeah. She doesn't- So yeah, have- Sag, Mercury makes sense. She's got- I mean, she's got a killer Sag Stellion. Yeah. I don't see her unless, yeah, I don't see her having anything in Libra personally. She doesn't. But it's in her sixth house. So, I mean, sun's transiting her sixth house right now. I wonder what she's going to do. Yeah. And her, her um, Scorpio, like, so Libra starts the sixth house, but Sag ends the sixth house. So Scorpio is all squished in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And her son is almost right on her descendant in the sixth house. That like 100% makes sense for her. But then her actual outer sign, I mean, her other signs in Sagittarius are all in the seventh house, her Mercury, her Mars and her Venus. Hmm. So 
it's kind of interesting to that see. It is her. interesting. Yeah, I wonder how I wonder how this season's going to play out for her if she's even going to be uh, a cast member this next year. Oh, we'll riot. Yeah. No, I know. I'm I'm just wondering I'm that, the whole the whole thing about what's happening in New York is um it's interesting and I wonder what these transits, especially these later like later in the year transits are going to do for these you know, women who are later in the year birth dates and charts. So, so especially her and Ramona. I did get to go to a live taping of Watch What Happens. Oh, Live. yes. That's what I want to talk to you about. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah. We, me and my friend um, find at Bravo Bohemian. Who's amazing. Her account is like one of the best. Yes, Sarah. She, me and her went to the live taping and we got to do a Q&A with uh, Andy before they did the taping so I asked what happened to the Bravo reunion yeah. I mean the Bravo reunion the, the New York the New York yeah and his response was is that there was issues with getting it recorded and then by the time that they actually were going to record it they it kept getting pushed back and pushed back so by the time it was going to air it was going to air about three months after the season ended and he said at that point, it was just wasn't worth it. And it was just like, the season wasn't a season that anyone wanted to rehash. And it was just legitimately a timing situation. Hmm. And they are going to start afresh with a new season. Yeah, because I mean, they normally start, I mean, back in the day, they would start at Fashion Week. Um, but now they start around October, like, you know, mid-October. They basically do the holidays in New York because that's, you know, one of the best filming times in new york i mean we can all agree that fall in new york is the best season it is there's so many things you can do there's just so many activities <laughs> so many so many activities yeah i just i don't know we can we can talk about that more i just i i, yeah. I have so much i know we, we got let's let's, let's get we have first first we're, this <laughs> is mercury retrograde guys we this didn't is, even get into october yet no I mean, but this is exactly what happens with Mercury retrograde, right? It's yeah. a it's a rehashing, a retelling, a reworking of some sort of communication. So exactly. it messes you up. So you actually have to deal with it. <laughs> so then you start talking about Sonia Morgan's townhouse versus talking about transits for them. <laughs> this is what happens when you both are really into tangents and can go on and on and on about useless information i can't remember <sighs> people's names but i know sonia morgan's townhouse <laughs> i mix up my kids names all the time but i know all of sonia's dead dog's names <laughs> how terrible Oh God. So yeah, that's exactly what Mercury retrograde is, uh, is about. And, uh, pretty much what it's about in Libra, <laughs> you know, your Libra is a cardinal air sign, you know, it's ruled it's Venusian. So aesthetics are big, um, balance, judgment, justice, you know, whatever we write and yeah, love, love yeah, and partnership. Love love and partnership and finding a balance in that. Like I would, I would probably say like, if you're in a relationship during this Mercury retrograde, um, something that would probably pop up is how you balance your relationship. 
mm-hmm. no matter what, or even if it's a work-life relationship, you know, yeah, you romantic. Revisiting relationships and making sure that, that they work correctly for you at this time. Yes. Also, creepy exes in the DMs. Always, always. Yeah, especially with, yes, yes. Especially like with, with Mercury retrograde and Libra or like, or like a Taurus or something like that. It's always like, it's those, those exes who are like the ones who always remember when you're just getting your life together and then they text you and you're like, oh, I'm just getting myself together. And why, why are you dragging me back into this hole? I feel like I'm past that now though. I feel like I have so much time between a last ex now, even though my, oh, I, I'm not gonna, there's a personal story that I will not put on because who knows if this person listens to it, but I know someone who had someone pop up in their, in their life and it had been forever and it was very jarring and it was a couple of days ago and it was, uh, well, I'll talk about it off off there yes yes um but yeah that's exactly what uh mercury retrograde is um you know we we're in it until october 18th but remember there's always a plus and minus shadow period so we got about two weeks afterwards Mm -hmm. um bringing us right into november that will uh still be a little bit of uh discourse if you will depending some people like for me, because I have a natal mercury retrograde, um, the shadow periods, especially the pre tend to be worse for me. And exactly when stations happen. So like the day of is always bad. And then the day of direct is always pretty bad. And then I just actually mercury retrograde itself is, is pretty fine, but I think it just really depends on where it's hitting in your chart too and where the transit is for Libra. For me, it's gosh, Libra is like, it's technically my second house in Placidus Mm -hmm. Uh, on whole sign. It's second house in Placidus it's shared with Scorpio. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm having a lot of, uh, money stuff right now. Good. Not bad. Just movement. Yeah. Weird movement. Like my husband's refinancing credit cards right now for fun. We have, we're both the same rising sign. So yeah, his, his Libra is in the second house and he's just literally moving things around for fun. I mean, sounds terrible. I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, I have Virgo second house. So yeah. I'm like, I could be down for that. Yeah. Like he was like, I'm going to get this credit card because it's be- this, and then I'm going to transfer all of this here. And then we're going to put this on. And I'm like, you know what, honey, if this brings you joy, I love you. I mean, I'm glad someone's doing it. I, I keep living in this world where I'm like, I'm going to get that credit card where I get all those points. I want to be it's, one of those like coupony. It's actually worth it. We do that. We have, we have, he, I don't know. He, I don't handle it because I'm not good with money, but we have one where it's like a cash back and then a points one. And then the points go towards this. And then the cash goes towards this. And it's like a nice little extra little bonus uh, instead of the credit cards, just taking all that interest from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's where it's hitting in my house. So I would recommend looking at your chart and seeing where Mercury is going to be, uh, where, where Libra is in your chart. So where it's transiting and then visiting those themes, it might not hit exact because depending on who you are, it might not be at that big of a deal, but it might be slight themes that are popping up. Like for me, it's random money kind of coming in and out and things changing hands and it's good. It's not bad. It's just not normal. Yeah. I have a third house. So I'm like local community. 
We'll see. I mean, you did go to Bravo and you went and had commute, you, you communed with, with Andy Cohen. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to sound like ungrateful, but like, I was so excited to go and it was a great time, but we had two like actual celebrities that were like, they were virtual. Oh no. So you didn't I didn't, I really wanted it to be a housewife for a Bravo celebrity and as much as like fun it was and like Andy was so gracious and outgoing and yeah. personable and it was so great to see him. It was so great to see the clubhouse and it was like a great experience. But then that little part of me was just like, oh, I really wanted it to be a housewife. But you know what? I mean, you are becoming pretty big in the Bravo world. I don't think this is your last time. I don't think it's your last time. We're no, just going to put that out there, everyone. Yes, we're putting that out there. It it was part of, it's part of your new moon and Libra manifestation. Manifesting better setting. partnerships. Yeah. So that's it's a great tra- that's a great transition into our next major <laughs> astrological event. That's is what uh, we're here for the transitions. <laughs> the, the new moon in Libra. It's uh, 13 degrees on October 6th. So I am excited and slash nervous for this new moon coming off of the new moon in Virgo that was just so juicy and yummy specifically for me I'm uh how are you feeling like what's the energy that you're having with this uh new moon in um Libra I mean I'm excited to start a new lunar cycle after this last full moon yeah yeah so I mean I'm just like, I'm always very cautious with Libra. It's a harder energy for me in general. So for me personally, it's just like, we'll see what happens. I'm going to bide your time until Scorpio season. Yeah, I'm just. Bide my time. (laughs) I, it's very much. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm just like, okay, let's hit the full moon and, and then hit Scorpio season because yeah 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 no Libra me at that time Libra season is always odd for me it's like it's my favorite uh weather of the year truly like Libra Scorpio early Sag I, I just love the beginning of that kind of chill in the air basic pumpkin spice latte vibes like I'm so excited but sometimes the energy is do too much. Like I need to go apple picking. I need to go pumpkin picking. I need to make a wreath. I need to make my mantle look pretty. It's <laughs> like I mean, all, of, all of this stuff I need to do. And it's very energetic, but it's like scattered and semi like ADHD. There. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just don't know what I, um, I, I do with this energy, especially with like, so this new moon is going to be aligning with Mars too. Yeah. This new, I mean, I think once we, I'm always just like curious to see how the loop like Libra season just plays out, but yeah. I agree. Like it is the absolute, like nothing is nicer than hitting fall. I mean, I am a fall girl through and through. Yeah. I, I hate, I hate heat, to be honest. <laughs> I I enjoy it because I know, like I'm it by a pool it, or a beach or like when I'm having a margarita in a tropical place. Yeah, <laughs> but I could I could live in fall and the basicness of fall forever. And 
I mean, I do feel like one of those girls. I was like, I mean, I've had, I don't know how many pumpkin spice cold brews because that's literally the best thing that's ever been invented is the fact that I can drink cold coffee with pumpkin flavoring and it doesn't have to be hot. Because, you know, it's New York City and it's still 80 degrees and 100% humidity at the end of September. Yes. So I'm like, I had my pumpkin cold brew this morning and it was delicious. And I look forward to having those all season long. And it is what it is. You can't. But yeah, it's just like when it comes to Libra season, though, and like hitting all of the like events that you need to do for fall and like making sure that you like everything looks pretty and like you have all, especially when you're a witchy person, you know, you got to have all those witchy decorations out. I know Maybon this year, I like kind of bypassed, which is strange because it's like one of my favorite sabbats to celebrate and this year i think it was just the energy from the moon itself i was just too tired and too like overworked to like to just celebrate um but i did i did do my mantle this year and we set up a an altar space me and my daughter so i was like we did a little bit we just didn't do our big little witchy harvest feast that we usually bake bread and make things and you know so i was like next year and you know what we'll just you know um sawin will just be a little more uh harvesty than than we normally do so but yeah i just I don't know what it is about this like new moon that's coming up. I'm like excited for the energy, but I'm a little nervous because I do feel like there's just going to be a lot of like passionate energy that could go either directed towards like your personal movement or it can lead to frustration and like anger violence. Like it's like, there's, I'm not sure because it's Libra season and the scales Like, I just don't know which way the scales are going to tip for me personally, or even the collective. Yeah. I mean, I think that the collective energy right now is feeling so kind of unstable. There's so much unrest. There's still so many things happening right now that just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. It feels, it feels uneasy. And I'm wondering, my hope is, is that for the new moon, that there's some sort of whatever way it goes, there's some sort of, um, release either it being like, there's like actual unrest and like, you know, things escalate, but like there's actually escalation so that it can be squashed or there's an actual, like, you know, peaceful movement that kind of comes through and like things just dissipate. Like one or the other needs to happen because it's like, it feels powder keggy. Yeah. Like, I just don't know which way it's going to go. And that for me makes it like, I don't know where to manifest this month. Yeah. You know? Like that's where, and like what to, what intentions to set for some reason. And usually I have an idea and this month I'm kind of like, Hmm, where am I going to focus my intentions Yeah, for Libra I, season? I always like, for me, like, I always feel kind of that way about Libra season. There is like, I just always have a little bit of uneasiness with Libra season. So well, it's, I mean, that's literally the, the, the base self of Libra, right, is indecisiveness, like the, the, the uninvolved version of, of the judge and judgment is being undecisive or, in, or indecisive. So mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's why, like, that's why I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to manifest. And like, and I'm just going to have to decide because I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow the Libra to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I will push through and make a decision. But yeah, so that's, that's really where I'm at. I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to, um, cultivate this season Mm -hmm. and then kind of figure out, and yeah, so we'll see. I guess it. I guess it. Maybe the decision will just be made for me too, in an odd way. Yeah. I think that's also Libra season. Yeah, I mean, it's about you know, it's definitely all about what you want to manifest for yourself. And so, yeah. maybe just as we get closer to the energy, we're a little bit out still. So yeah, hopefully and- over this time period, like things will become a little bit more clearer as like yeah. what we're working towards. I think that's the hope. And then like, and there's so much jam packed in this like few day period, because then right on October 7th, Venus moves into Sagittarius, mm-hmm. which, you know, coming off of a new moon, that's, you know, conjunct Mars moving into Venus in a fire sign feels very, uh, it feels like you're ready to like the, like, what did I write? I wrote like exploring the explorer adventure and expansion, mm-hmm. like really like just taking. So I guess I actually now looking at what I wrote and let's, we can go back. It's like looking back and, and going, okay, maybe for the moon, new moon, then maybe what I'll do is I will set some intentions to use some Venusian and Sagittarius energy to really explore and create adventure and create like creative adventure. Yeah, I mean something like that. When I think of like Venus and Sagittarius, like, and I honestly like I don't know their Venus placements off the top of my head, but it feels very Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera to me. Like, I would not be surprised if one of them. Yeah, my husband has his uh, Venus and Sagittarius, but it just feels like a fun placement, like that fun, sexy. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. here we are, we're ready to kind of like show off. We're like after having Venus and Scorpio, kind of like. Ooh, look at me! Like I'm hot in the corner. Look at me, like, but then turn away really quickly. Yeah, it's like the reveal. It's the reveal after, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you had the trench coat on, but now it's the big reveal. And it's just, yeah, and it's like Brittany in the, uh, like the pleather. What was it? The latex red bodysuit, or just covered in rhinestones, or just covered. <laughs> A snake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no. And I think that's going to be a really nice transit because, you know, I don't mind Venus and Scorpio at all. Like it has not really, truly, um, it hasn't really, uh, like, it doesn't bug me. It doesn't really affect me. I feel like my, my appearance itself, like my, my outwardly appearance, I've been, actually, I think I've been a little more, um, structured in what I wear. I've been wearing a lot of black again, like not wearing not being as like colorful or floral. Like I'm slowly getting into more dark colors, but then with the Venus and Sagittarius, cause it's only there for, I think it's a fairly short amount of time mm-hmm. for a Venus, well, uh, movement. Yeah. But we're going to hit actually Venus retrograde towards the end of the year. So end that- of the year, but then it doesn't, it stick in Capricorn. Isn't that mm-hmm. what it, it yeah, yeah we're, I think it- I think it retrogrades on the 22nd degree, which is the COVID degree, which interesting. Or I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I remember correctly, that it's going to retrograde on that degree. So it's still making us reflective on mm-hmm. 
what's been going on. So then why don't we then talk about the next major stuff that's happening? Because that, that really, I think is where we're going to see the most discourse or uh, struggle or strife is when Plus, uh, Pluto stations direct October 10th and then Saturn stations direct on the 10th. And then a few days later, uh, Jupiter and Mercury go direct on the 18th. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of planets that had been in a um, reflective, a stagnant reflectant period mm-hmm. to then all of a sudden pick up speed and go full force ahead. So I'm, I'm wondering what that week specifically, like October 10th to say like October 19th, like, or even like the 20th, like that 10 day period is really going to, um, because then the full moon is on the 20th. Yeah. Basically the 10th to the 20th. I really wonder, um, how the collective is going to use that, that like punch of energy with these Mm -hmm. outer planets and then some interpersonal planets going direct. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be like, we're going to see things that were what you were thinking about and what you're like, what you're reflecting on, like that stuff is going to come to light, like, personally, and in the collective, like, maybe things that people were putting off, like now it's going to come up and you're not going to be able to avoid whatever it was maybe that you were trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess that's really the theme is like, there's going to be no space for avoidance. Yeah. There's just like, I'm trying to think like, if you are avoiding talking to certain people, like, are they going to just like pop up into your life? Like, you know, like that kind of, you know, yeah. Even like, like, if it's like work projects that you've been pushing off, or if you have clients or something like that, like that one email that you're like, I don't need to get to it, but then it's like, you're getting bombarded with it. Well, I think it's also like, I'm thinking just like even like somewhat like personally like I'm like this time period like where we've been still work at home and we're being pushed back into the workforce oh yeah and I think that's going to be happening probably for more people at this time period like we've been reflecting and like trying to see what's going to happen you know with the response to the global pandemic that we're still sitting in and where yeah where where like this is leading to next like because around this time I think is probably when littler kids should be starting to get their shots mm-hmm. the booster shots are going to be going up for you know more people at risk so what is like the response and how is society like dealing with like now a little bit maybe a little more protection possibly from yeah yeah that's okay. a, actually a really good thing that we should probably just like keep in mind and see exactly which date that the um the five to eleven year olds can get vaccinated like which what what date does it get like sent to the pediatrician's office when do the clinics open up because we know it's been approved. Now it's just deciding about distributing it. So I wonder if it's going to be, because really COVID has been playing, playing with Pluto (laughs) or Pluto has been playing with COVID. Um, It's 
all of these different uh, interactions with COVID, the spikes and drops and all that stuff has been really interesting with the Pluto cycle, but also with the Saturn and Jupiter conjunctions and stuff like that. But really Pluto, I mean, it makes so much sense for Pluto itself. You know, it's the planet of transformation, death, Mm -hmm. moving, you know, moving through and moving forward when you don't want to. Yeah. So with Pluto actually going forward now, like we've been, we've been revisiting all of these COVID situations so hard where we thought so hard thought in may like i mean i think it was with the a jupiter Mm -hmm. retrograde is when we went like when jupiter ingressed into pisces when it went right into pisces but now we're yeah we were doing great we took the masks off we were feeling good then it retrograded back into queers masks back on and like well that was i think that like what's interesting is they think that um one of the people on the astrology podcast didn't like quite predict that, but they were like, the second that Jupiter moves into Pisces, they're like, there's going to be some huge uplift. And then the second that it retrogrades into uh, like Aquarius, we're going right back down, either lockdown or more restrictive. So I'm, I wonder, like, I truly wonder what, is it going to be science driven this time with the, um, with the vaccines, or is it going to be like uprising from the people who are anti-maskers and stuff like that? I feel like there's just going to be more and more of this pull between the separate of like the separation of the America, like, yeah. And as we're pulling closer now with Pluto going direct, like we're pulling closer into that Pluto return. I know the Pluto return is one of those ones that's going to be really, um, it's going to be shocking no matter what, it's just going to be shocking. So with us having now Pluto going forward, this COVID situation, I do feel like that division of the double, like the different Americas is going to just keep drawing stronger and stronger. And then we're going to be revisiting those values when Venus retrogrades, you know, I think the whole storyline of that moving into the Pluto return next year we are going to see that like storyline play out and you know there's there's no coincidence that like that venus retrograde is happening when it is in yeah. the degree that it's happening so yeah yeah so it'll be it will be interesting just to um to see how this all plays out like no predictions at all just really data collection and just keeping it in the storage bank of being like, yep, that's, that's what this transit did. So I'm, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited to see because that's all in astrology. That's what you do. It's observation. Yeah, we're, so we're, it's, we're just observing. Collectors. We're bone collectors. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the, uh, a, bo- a star bone collectors, stardust collectors. Oh gosh. <laughs> New tattoo idea. Um, <laughs> so and then so that kind of leads us into um the full moon in aries on the on the 20th which is your moon what What? so that's like really i don't fire moons i've i i enjoy i think they're they really push you out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. emotionally so I think see see where Aries hits in your chart and see where your emotions are going to lie. So like if you have it saying like your fourth house or something, 
there might be some heavy fiery emotions, you know, towards family or home, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, what would I manifest? And truly with Aries for me, it's like manifesting your battle strategy in the positive, not as like actually warfare, but like going forward of like, I was like, oh, I want to manifest like this cultivation of a specific life that I want. And I've been manifesting this for months now, but like now it's time to really get down Virgo. I like, it was like Pisces was like the nitty gritty of the practical. And now it's like the movement forward in the plan that I had. And now it's like the strategy. It's like sitting down and like using that fire energy to kind of like move forward. Well, it's like from the new moon to the full moon in Libra season, like you're getting this, like, you know, you're finally seeing like the, like you put the plan in action in Virgo, you're seeing it, like how it could be like beautiful and pretty and like tangible in the, um, sorry, it's my dog. It's the ghost. It's the ghost. And (laughs) the, um, but then finally, like once you hit the full moon in Aries, you're like, all right, we are making this happen. We're, like, we're this, doing it. This is yeah. how we're doing it. And we're doing it now. Yeah. And- yeah. And I think that's like, so where to like really look out for is where, where you've been manifesting in your life and, and like where it's going to pop, like, cause it's going to pop off. Like, like the, the things that you've been working for, I would not be surprised if you get like a huge boost or an ignition almost of like, Ooh, like, here we go. Like either that's a uh, job movement or acceleration or, um, something with, you know, in your personal life, either like engagements or like planning things. Like I can see that kind of like energy happening. Well- and even taking it back to like, I mean, I'm still thinking about like the COVID situation yeah. stuff and being able to just kind of maybe start like maybe there'll be movement into being able to live a bit more of a normal, what, I mean, what is normal? Yeah. I mean, like, no, I mean, normal, maybe yes. seeing friends and family a bit more again, or being able to like enjoy, you know what it is? It's feeling emotionally we- comfortable. Yes. Like, cause that's the thing we've been given the space collectively to make the decision on your own, who's going to be in your bubble, who's not going to be in your bubble, who you feel comfortable with. Like you, we've been playing by these rules that we've been creating, but like around this time, the rules are going to be made for us again, and we'll be able to follow them. Like, it'll be like, this is your directive, like your, your general or like admiral or whatever is going to be up there. I mean, I guess the president, you know, (laughs) Biden's going to get up and go, this is what we're doing. This is how you can live your life. Let's go. Like there's going to actually be clear and, um, direct, uh, communication because there hasn't been, and that's been something that's been very, been very hard. I mean, basically since the beginning of the pandemic and then even now I thought it was going to get better with a shift of administration, but it hasn't because we've been all in all these retrogrades. Like it truly, like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, it also could be because of Biden. I don't, I don't truly know, but like the astrology says that the communication wouldn't be there, but with this full moon and with all of these planets stationing direct, there's 100% going to be a clear and concise like direction through COVID. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, you're you're so right about that, but it is like that. Like, I mean, Aries is like the warrior Mm -hmm. leader. Like we are in a battle. Yep. We're in a 
battle against this, you know, thing that we've been going against for two, two years. Years. I mean, gosh, I mean, it was it was already we in started China. hearing. Yeah, we, we started, started hearing things at the end of 2019. Yeah, and yeah, so I mean, really, truly, I think, yeah, I think it was October when it started. Oh. Um, so yeah, we're a full two years. I would actually wonder because isn't Biden's a Scorpio, right? I wonder what yeah. I, I think he's a Scorpio. Yeah, wonder where yeah, his Aries Aries is in his chart. Um, or even Kamala Harris, uh, where where it is in hers. Um, I've looked at their charts and I just can't pull it off the top of my head right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's it's not. It's I don't think it's actually meaningful because to me leaders and their charts are a fine point but really it's the america chart you know what's interesting <laughs> the direction. now that you're saying this all i mean this is leading bernie sanders is an aries moon yeah so maybe he's a virgo sun right yeah yeah i just remember his aries moon because i'm selfish and i'm an aries moon and i remember aries moons okay i get it but he <laughs> But I mean, maybe we'll be hearing something from him. So maybe there's something coming from his like camp that will come out during All this Bernie, uh, Bernie bros are going to be like giving out free vaccines to everyone. Feel the burn. Oh my God. Oh, anyways. <laughs> Mer- this is a Mercury retrograde. Yes, this is a Mercury retrograde <laughs> recording. I mean, we'll be lucky if I even get this downloaded. So we're just we're yourself. Don't say no, that. No, I know. No, I think I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, I recorded something last night, so I'm hoping it, it went through. So, yes. um, so yeah. So I think that's really focusing on the full moon. I would really uh, take time for yourself in and around you know the 18th to like the 22nd. Yeah, and really you know, think really... about what you have to release. Like, yeah. Everyone wants to always make every moon about manifestation, like full moon, but full moons are about release, not about manifesting. That's true. You need to think about what isn't working for you, especially in a fiery area. I mean, I would, yeah, do a burning ritual, like truly write down everything you want to release and burn that shit. Yeah. I mean, as an Aries moon, I highly suggest lighting things on fire in a very safe manner. You know, it's so funny. I I've been diving deep a little bit in, um, uh, the, uh, moon and Lilith and like that, that aspect. And I have mine in Aries and it's, uh, I never understood where uh, I get like uh, violent streaks from. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that, that's why my chart really doesn't show violence except right there. <laughs> I have a lot of violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. I yeah, live. With, I, I I live with a, a uh, Aries Venus, so there's violence in my life. Um, so then we move right into uh, Scorpio season, your season. Ooh, Let's get witchy. Witchy, witchy, witchy. I love Scorpio season. It's because I really dislike Sag season. It's weird. I mean, you're just trying to move through the one to the to get to the next. But for me, I've been waiting a lifetime for it to be Scorpio season again. It's so funny. It's so, you know, Scorpios to me, you either, because I had a really, I had a tight group of girlfriends that were like all Scorpios and it depended like specifically on who it was, but like all obsessed with their birthdays. They either love celebrating it or hating it. Or and didn't want to, but they were obsessed with their birth dates. And I mean, like 
their birth days scorpios are like we're going deep we're yeah. going we're going down under the ground we're going to find all of the information and bring it back up to the earth yeah. and i think i think when you're a scorpio like you just can't help yourself but like like you have to think about your birthday and like what it means like the life yeah. and death polarity of it all yeah like that makes sense your birth and you know like what's going to happen afterwards and I, so I think that there is I mean that fundamental tie of it you know and we're you know Scorpios rule the uh, sex organs so yeah. we can't help ourselves we just so want to get down just get down it's going to be uh it's getting cold it's getting crisp get under the blankets especially with then on the 30th Mars moves into Scorpio yeah so that's gonna be um that'll be fun it'll be an interesting way to close out the month to see where uh where it hits personally in your chart like where where's action gonna live in your chart like where's movement where is um like what do you need to bring up that you haven't been talking about like well yeah especially with scorpio like where where do the secrets lie where does the mystery lie and where and it needs to be moved through Whose shit? I, oh, oops, sorry. Whose stuff are you gonna spill? Yeah, yeah. I would say gossiping is gonna be big. I think it's yeah. gonna be family secrets. Uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of. I would not be surprised if we get some more really uh, like a dump of um, reality and like movie star and Hollywood like stuff that comes out in and around that time. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like people will be doing things again. And maybe that friend you haven't seen in a long time, you're going to go and have a drink with, and you're like, get all the gossip that you haven't heard from that person because, you know, people have been like holding stuff in and now they finally get a chance to release it. So what are you going to find out? You know, it's going to be secret verbal vomit. Here's everything happening in my life. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Oh, I won't. <laughs> Don't tell my Gemini moon that. <laughs> I can't help myself. I have to tell the secrets. What me and page six, if I was a reality star, I would be like Lisa Vanderpump and Radar Online. 100%. 100%. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you just do need to call Radar Online. Like, let's be real. I mean, like, I mean, how else do you get through your day? I mean, you know. And you got good gossip and you can't let it come out about from you, you know, <laughs> go radar online will never hurt anyone. <laughs> so that really wraps up October. It's interesting because I think that October is going to be collectively very intense. Personally, I think people are going to have like one or two moments, but I don't, I think collectively it's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of shifting, a lot of moving a lot of, I mean, everything we talked about, just uh, figuring out uh, the pandemic is going to be, I think that's going to be the number one topic, that and just some, the humanitarian crisis that are happening right now, pretty much I mean, everywhere. Humanitarian, humanitarian crisis that's happening is what I'm hoping there's some sort of movement from our yes. leaders in power. That's what personally I'm hoping is happening with the full moon in Aries, like for me, yeah. that's just what I'm personally hoping for is that, and I hate that it might take that long, but with 
the planet's not stationing to go direct until close to the full moon. I just, I don't, yeah, I, I don't see, it. that's why it felt like when we were talking about it, like it feels like a powder keg until then there yeah. needs, there's like, there's unrest, but we don't know which way it's going to go. And I don't think we're going to really find out until all the planets start moving direct. And then like yeah. a little bit after that, but I, I do, I have, I have some hope. I really, I have to live in hope a little bit. Yeah. And, um, yes, yeah, I just have, I'm to, just live, I have to live in hope, you know, you gotta pull out those like Aquarius humanitarian areas yeah. in our chart. Yeah, I mean, do see. some donate, donate, make yeah. sure you know what your local leaders stand for. Not not the president, not the vice president, not even the senators at this point or the, you know, the representatives, like your local governments, because that's where it's being made, like, especially in some of these smaller humanitarian crises mm. that are happening, like on the border and stuff like that, you know, who's making the big decisions, the locals, you know, yeah. so really know what's happening in your local community, I think is, um, is really key. It's really huge. That's, yeah. that's where things change. Which you know what, this is funny now that we're bringing it back to local government and local ties. I, you know, this is all happening in my Libra third house. And I've been thinking about things that I never thought I would say in my entire life, but I've been thinking about joining like the PT, what's well, not the PTA anymore, the PTO. The PTO. Well, yeah, I had to go down the rabbit hole. It's two different organizations. One is federally funded and one is not. And I can't remember which letter it is or not. Oh, yeah. So, you yeah, know, no, like, good for you. you. I know. I'm you know what? I to do it because I, I don't yeah. like some of the things that I see happening. And I just like local government, if you don't like what's happening, you have to go in and like and yeah. change and advocate for what you believe in. And obviously I believe in making sure that my kid's okay. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I actually feel that's very, that's, that's interesting that you said that. I, I really thought you were going to say you were going to run for, uh, like your local ca- council person position. Yeah. I would never get elected because my Facebook photos from 2009 would probably pop up and that would just end any political, you know career. what, in the next, like in the next, like five to 10 years, like quite literally every millennial is going to be running and everyone's MySpace and live journals and friendsters are going to be just everywhere again. Yeah. I mean, I think the most, like, I mean, it's not even like, no, there's not actual bad photos, but there's definitely like photos of me snorting nerds out there. (laughs) And And then your opponent's going to be like, were they filled with cocaine? Can we trust somebody who snorts nerds? I mean, we used to snort like uh, pixie sticks back in the day, you know, like sixth grade status, which was don't do anyone. I mean, I was 30 when I was doing this, like, which is even worse. <laughs> Anyways, Maybe yeah, 29. yeah, everyone use that Aquarian energy mixed with this retrograde in Libra season. So use your air energy to like figure out what what needs to change in your life and yes local government ptas ptos um you know community boards yeah all donates yeah whatever you can do like freaking like blood donations i mean 
I've, I normally don't donate. I mean, I donate, we have like a, we have, I married a Capricorn. We have a scheduled who we donate to list, but like, normally I don't do the ones where it's like, Oh, donate a dollar. Every time I've been going to the store, because it's specifically for Haiti up like in our grocery store, like in all of these other stores, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'll donate $5. Like just like little things like that, because it's a major corporation. So I'm hoping most of it goes there, but like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just little, like, be a Bethany guys. Be a Bethany. Yeah. Find your inner Bethany. I mean, be strong. Faces, be, be strong. And, you know, we're getting close. Which to she's it. a Scorpio, I, you it know? Is. So there, there is that, um, that hidden mystery quality is, uh, is, is, uh, you know, there's a lot, lot of good that can happen there. So, yeah, I mean, that really wraps up our month, um, astrology wise, because then it leads mm-hmm. perfectly into November and we'll have fun chatting about full Scorpio season and then moving into the Sag season and the holidays and see where we are. Cause I truly think the next time we record, we're going to have, I, I'm excited to see the difference of, of yeah, where uh, we are. I will. I'm curious. To, I'm really curious to see that for me, just like, let's see how those planets stationing direct, like yeah. surviving the Mercury retrograde and then all the planets stationing, direct. you know, you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. We should, we should record an episode like one of those days. Oh yeah. Let's do that. We should do that. All right, guys. Let's, uh, I know I keep saying guys, I really need to change that. I've been really working on my gendered, um, I'm really bad collectives. about gendering like, like things. I know I've like. been really working on it just because yeah. I know my daughter has been working on it in school. Like they don't like they're, it's really great what they're doing. So I'm, I'm also working on that. Um, but yes, I think, uh, I think it'll be an interesting, uh, episode. So we should definitely do that. So why don't we talk about, I mean, we could talk more about Bravo, obviously. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I could talk about a thousand things on Bravo right now, but I feel very, I still feel frustrated about Bravo. I'm having, there's some really high, I mean, so we'll go back to my watch what happens live well I can start there so we uh Andy said that the Beverly Hills reunion is epic yeah I saw all of his posts I I mean I'm I'm excited for it I I don't understand um I'm still confused on Erica's uh PR mess like I still don't understand why she didn't hire a crisis manage firm I mean I'm not a celebrity and if I had if my husband did that I would get a crisis management firm and I'm not a celebrity (laughs) I mean like I'm pretty sure like it's not even close to the same but the um like when Stassi went through her thing Mm -hmm. she um well, she hired, she hired, hired. she hired yeah. a crisis management yeah. team and took over her and Kristen, so, I believe. But so does everyone like, yeah. that's what, that's what you do. Like, especially if you're a public figure and there's that much money at stake. I mean, I think, I think why she probably didn't do it was because she didn't want to look like she was admitting guilt, but it still doesn't matter. You're not admitting guilt. If you hire a crisis management, because you're a celebrity, like you, you would be doing it for bravo you'd be doing it for your brands you know what i mean like you can spin it in a way that would be like oh no i'm hiring this crisis management team for the people around me not admitting guilt like there's just so many different ways and i i find it 
I find it um, almost a little narcissistic that she didn't. I mean, I think the fact that she thinks that these the stories, the way they're being put out there from her want us to be on her side. And that's the thing that I struggle with. Like, I, she makes it hard for us to root for her with her stories that just don't, like, they just they don't, don't add up. up. They don't add up. And it doesn't it matter. Doesn't like, possible. truly, I don't, like, I don't, I don't and care. She doesn't seem to have any empathy or no. sympathy, either way you want to put it. Towards no, no, someone always has people. to mention the victims before she mentions the victims. Yeah. And I know that, like, even if she isn't criminally um accused at all i mean civilly for the way that she's acted i mean i feel like we should call kim kardashian uh, Which, libra libra let me know Meyer. but then the fact that like this is all coming out during libra season you know there is like we are going to be watching the reunion during libra season so yeah. even if it wasn't recorded during libra season that's when we're all going to be viewing it and having you know is the, what is the judgment and the justice and the- yeah I like I don't want to like it's sad because I like I don't want her not to be vindicated but at the same time I don't think I'll ever be able to be a fan of hers again from how she's behaved this season yeah. and yeah people move through trauma and like hard times really bad but like this was like calculated bad like, this just, wasn't like a, a Dorinda bad when you're just like, or like a Sonia bad, or like when, like when you're emotionally a mess and like things just don't come out right because you're emotional. Like she's an emotional wreck, but she's already, but she's also calculating what she's saying. Yeah, so it I makes mean, me not want to be empathetic. Every week, it's just like I was at this event that I knew all these horrible things happened. And then I sit through the event and then she tells her friends about it afterwards. And it's just, it's so conniving. It's a, it's, it's really, it's truly a narcissistic gaslighting technique and like how she's spinning everyone. Like she has used this manipulation to turn a lot of people against Sutton and what Sutton asked when did is not even in the realm of being inappropriate, mean, or a bad friend. Like you can be inappropriate Mm-hmm. and or be a bad friend and you know what I mean like you, you can be all of these things at different times she was being one a good friend if she did offer her that money and I don't believe that Sutton is a liar she no. was there for Erica until all of the major information was coming out and then for liability reasons was I would have went to a lawyer well, because you're on a show together you make money together yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing to ask questions to. I mean, we were any of us upset with Leah asking a lawyer about like making sure that she wasn't going to owe money on, if Countess Luann's like some of the songs were like came out that like they were like. I was one hundred percent not mad because I was we do on, the same freaking thing. I was on Leah's side for that yeah. situation, like. I don't think there's anything wrong when you're in the public eye to make sure and double check. I think that's, but both of those girls, FYI, both Virgos. So both Virgos, like, yeah. are going to both check up and make sure that things are done on the up and up and like, well, they're going to do their homework. You know, what's beautiful about Virgos specifically I've noticed is it's really hard to work one over on a Virgo unless they're like in a like it's bad relationship is one thing with a Virgo I've noticed that like romantic bad relationships they can get like gaslit all day long but it is hard for a Virgo to be um 
like pushed to a side or walked all over when it comes to practical money or like communication. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like something was like, yeah, you lied. You lied. I saw you lie. We all saw you lie. I'm not calling you a liar to be mean. I'm just literally saying you lied because yeah. you did. It's on camera. Yeah. That's not her being mean or spiteful by saying you're a liar, which is how Erica turned it around. But she did lie. Yeah. She she completely fabricated or I don't even know which one she fabricated. So that means that inherently she's lying. If you don't even know which one is the lie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like the other only thing that I'm hoping that comes out of Beverly Hills is like some vindication for Garcelle after like this last week's episode. Yeah. The way that they like took her down, made her cry, told her like, thanks for being open and vulnerable, but they legitimately have every time Garcelle has said she doesn't feel included I'm like yeah we all see that and I I'm so upset yeah I I don't like it's the it's the cancer-y watery mean girl stuff that like this is very much like mean girl at the table friend gets kicked out of the lunch cafeteria table because they weren't wearing the right color like like it really is so petty and it's like if you have a new friend who's joined the group and that has already expressed that they feel uncomfortable because that they are the only black woman in this group she's already made that known not as directly but fairly directly where the audience has seen it and other members have seen it just say, Hey, it was Kyle's birthday. Um, sorry, you weren't invited or Hey, like, like, Oh, we're going to go do that. Like just include, 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 include. And, and then just know that it's going to take a while for that person to open up to you. Like, like the whole Kyle thing always bugs me. Like Kyle always bugs me when it comes to like opening up and all that kind of stuff. And like, even Dorit, it's like, Dorit, I don't know anything about you. I know what you like to put on the show, but I don't know. Uh, Kyle, I know most because she's been on the show the most, but like, you're all just projecting what we, what you think we want to see. And so is Garcelle and like your friendships, especially with the Erica stuff, like they have totally been one side and then the other side. And they're not including the new girls into the Erica drama, which maybe is for the right reasons, because it's like real friend stuff. But then it, communicate that don't say oh we haven't been excluding you it's like no sorry we have because like we've been really working on like our friends that we've known forever and like it's like I don't know yeah all of it's just it's just all of it's annoying it's just like come to a very yucky kind of point it's thoroughly engaging to watch but there's also just like kind of this yuck girl mean factor thing like that's just like I'm kind of just over this part of Beverly Hills of being like like they need to have like a day of reckoning with like the fact that like they do all this mean girl stuff but they're not actually putting their real lives out there yeah yeah like there is like this part where I feel like we're only seeing like a layer that they've decided that they wanted to show us but they're not actually showing us truly what's happening in their lives which you know you know, you look at Potomac, they're putting their lives out there. Yeah. I think every show is different. Like how we we've said in previous episodes where like Beverly Hills is the most highly produced because most of them are actresses. 
you know, or married to people in the business. So the, the project, it's not like watching New Jersey, you know, where it's like the real nitty gritty of their lives. Um, but it's still frustrating because they like with Rena, it's like, I don't, I don't dislike Rena because I think she's, I don't think she's necessary, but I think a character like her is necessary on a show. Like the one who kind of like the potster truly. And I think Sutton is kind of taking over that spot and and doing it in a very genuine way versus how Rena does it. And Rena puts it on too much. And it's like, Rena, we haven't seen your real life at all. Your husband is away. Your children are all grown up. We haven't, I mean, obviously it's COVID, so we're not seeing you go to QVC or anything, but like, Maybe. I don't see you do anything. I how see much, more on your Instagram. How many, how many cutaway Rena alone scenes were just her in her garage with all of her like clothing? She has, well, there was so thing. many, there were so many yeah. scenes of just that. And I'm like, that, and I feel bad because. Because I, I feel bad because like with COVID, you know, and her daughter is growing, not being around and all that stuff. So I was like, maybe she is all alone all the time. <laughs> like, and, but like, I'd rather see that, like how like Robin on Potomac is like, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm in bed. The, the you know, pandemic is like really just rocked my world. And it's like, I want to see what Ren is doing all by herself, because that could be a really good a relatable moment for so many people around the world, around the country right now that are in similar positions of like, I'm in a, I'm an empty nester and my husband works all the time or my partner works all the time. And I'm just sitting here alone. Like, like I'd rather see her sit and cry because she hasn't seen her mother in like two years. You know what I mean? I mean, we barely talked about Lois this season. And Lois is the only redeeming quality about any of them truly at this point. <laughs> Which is still crazy. That whole story about her almost getting murdered by that serial killer. Remember that? Yeah, that's one of the craziest stories ever. It's like Lisa wouldn't even have been born. Like, what if, like Yeah, it's one of the most bizarre. Like, I'm surprised there has not been a true crime. Like so, but there was one crazy. about that killer, I think. Yeah. But she wasn't part of it. Like, I wish she like I feel like there was a Netflix one because that was the Green River. That was like the Oregon one. Yeah, I feel like they need to do one from like Lois's point of view, like the fact yeah, that because she like knew the guy or something too, yeah. right? There she yeah. she was like it was like her coworker. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, I um, I don't I don't know where to go with Beverly Hills. Like it's been a lot more entertaining than New York, and I do think that they are tackling the um, racial issues better. Not great and not with much uh class or grace or a listening ear but much less defensive than a Ramona (laughs) I mean but what happened in New York and the way it was brought up by Ebony I thought was what how Ebony was trying to approach like you know race in America coming from her point of view I thought she did it so eloquently she did and just it so beautifully bombed because of yeah. how it went down. It was like bombed was because, because of racist I, defensiveness. Yes. That's, you know, it, it was, it was bombed because of lack of, of compassion, understanding, even on a human level, yeah. Ramona does not hold space for human behavior. Yeah. I up. I still put this all back to the fact that, I mean, it's not, not excusing any behavior 
she's an eclipse baby yeah she's got like she's chaos incarnate yeah she's and like the fact that i mean looking at her chart like her chart is going to be like going off with these um taurus scorpio um the nodes the nodes like i know my my nodes i have my north node is in taurus my south node is in scorpio so it's going to be fun yeah her nodes are right there with her her sun and her moon so like you know things are definitely going to be transpiring I, 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 she's going to be fired and she's going to have to start a new life and i wouldn't be surprised if she gets married to mario again <laughs> no, that's i'm just saying it out i'm just just put it out there if like she just moves to west palm beach or wherever he lives what what side of the little inlet of ocean the good side or bad side i don't know <laughs> florida but uh um yeah i uh i i i, I just i find it I find that whole situation to be such a teachable and holding space moment for the collective in a way that people, white people could watch and learn and, and just see a glimpse of understanding. And it has inflamed what Ramona has been able to do on national television has just inflamed boomer white women behavior. Yeah. Not even Karens, like worse than Karens. The worst thing that brought, I still hold the fact that the way New York season went down, I still hold the fact that it's the producer's fault or the production. 100 Hiring yeah. more housewives and putting, like Bershon could have been a full-time cast member or hiring another person of another, like bringing in somebody. Oh, like, where, where's, where's, woman, my, where's my where New York Asian, Puerto Rican? Where, where, where is a, where is a Chinese woman? Where, where is a Jamaican woman? Where is a Haitian woman? Where is, where is an Afghani woman? I mean, gosh, we've lived in, I mean, not anymore, but we've lived in New York city forever. Like white people are not dominant in New York city. Let's just put it that way. Let's, let's see some actual diversity in the most diverse city in the world. Like, and there and if you want socioeconomic higher upper class, there is millions of wealthy people of color in New York City. So do your job and uh, let's, let's, this is how we change mindsets. Why have gay rights gotten so far in America? How, why has, you know, women's liberation and feminism gotten so far? It's through entertainment. This is where people learn and shift their, their mindsets and mm-hmm. gain compassion and empathy. So I mean, Bravo, like do your job. Well, like, I mean, think about like, if you really think about it, think about what drag race has done. Yeah. For oh yeah. Like RuPaul in general. I mean, gosh, watching what was, oh gosh, what was that movie when we were little, um, to Wong Fu. I am more of a Priscilla queen of the desert. Or Yes. Then yes. Wong Fu. Okay. Yeah. But, but but yes, like even starting then and then where we've come now. And like, gosh, I used to bring my daughter to uh drag um library in New York City, drag, you know what I mean? And drag bingo for kids. Like it was like the the awareness and um and just holding space for people, all people is taught through the arts and bravo really failed like truly i like it it yeah. makes me sad well, I, I know they can do better though but. These, 
I mean, I think what's been proven this year through Bravo is adding one person on of a different race doesn't make it change. It just makes things uncomfortable. You know, I think it happened time and time after we seeing it happening and, and you know, what happened with Tiffany, what happened mm-hmm. with Ebony, like it, it, it just, put, but it doesn't, it, because it doesn't create a safe space and it threatens. So that, that is what happens. And you can't do that because what Bravo did was put these women in unsafe situations. Yeah. It just wasn't fair. It no. just wasn't fair across the board. What happened and, you know, and the cast is the one being held to the flame, but when it comes right down to it, like no one's holding production to the same flame that the cast is being held to. It's not just the cast making the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. That's, and like, I mean, Hey, that's that very like, Libra season. Like where's the gavel? Yeah. I'm, like made. Still, I'm still like advocating like for like Bravo needs to hold some responsibility and they they're like breaking the fourth wall. We'll break, break these walls, break them all down because like you guys need to come up and like talk about like your decisions that led us to this point because what's going to happen. Like, I mean, my, my truly darkest fear is that like something happens to New York and like, I worry about it until I hear that they're actually shooting. Cause yeah. like, Dallas got pulled up from under the rug for me. And I was pretty like, that was such a that was could have been such a rebuilding and and honoring next season and it makes me you know with getting rid of the overt racist and horrific people 100 they should have been fired um just like they did uh uh, what's her name leanne i mean cam should have been fired and i brandy should have gone truly yeah um and then keep everyone else and then add like three random what what remember that texacana's show add some of those chicks texacana's was a great show that i loved it one season that i'm really disappointed and i love that mexican dynasty show too even though i don't think any of them were really mexican i don't know one chick was from like puerto rico but they were all like mexican superstars it was so fun it was so cool i loved both of those and as someone of hispanic you know, heritage. I loved seeing that out there. Like I'm from Colorado, like I'm Hispanic. Like I loved having like those stories being told and like the fact that they're not being told out there, you know, like the fact that they're still like, I mean, I guess Miami's coming back, but like, but Miami's coming back on Peacock. It's not even coming back. There's still not like enough Latina representation. No. And it's true though, with, 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 so with Miami, I've went down the rabbit hole of, of, you know, all of the women are white facing and of very, very high privilege. So it's not like, you know, the whole thing about the real housewives is having women of a certain socioeconomic, you know, standard, but there's still that kind of like, you know, there should be some real aspect. You know what I mean? Not everyone should have $20 million in the bank to be a real housewife. Yeah. Like truly, um, like, I don't know. It's just, it's the whole thing is just frustrating. And I mean, I, I, I love family karma this year. I'm obsessed with family karma. I thought it was so much fun the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see, um, 
They need to give those some more episodes. I know. I know. It was, it was, it was, it was like only 13 really short. It was like eight episodes. I know. I think it's because it was during COVID and like, what, what are they going to do? All just hang out in each other's houses, which was the best part anyways. Like the aunties are my favorite. I, I mean, I love, I love Indian culture. Um, I like, I, I think it's so beautiful and it was really, it was really cool to see, um, you know, modern Indian Americans, yeah. you know, navigate the, you know, today in America. Yeah. And that's, that's what, as a white woman, mm-hmm. that is how I have been able to learn. And I educate myself through communication tools and seeking out friendships and then seeking out different entertainment truly. And, and like, you know, just learning about different cultures through that, this yeah. format is, is, is how we um, normalize like white supremacy. The whole point of white supremacy is to, is to only normalize white. Yeah. And then force upon white ideals on people of color and then make them feel like other. Right. I don't want that anymore. No, I mean, (laughs) I don't want that anymore. Family karma is great. I like, and like, for me, like I work for an Indian company, like my company's based out of India and like for me to get to tell my coworkers who actually are in India that I'm like watching a sh- an Indian based show, like they're probably so excited, right? They were all so excited about it. And like, I was like, I was like, they could like have like conversations. Yeah. And I loved like having that kind of aspect and being like, oh my gosh, this is like, and they would like find the show and like watch it. And like, yeah. And then you can like ask questions about certain food dishes. Cause like food is the gateway to culture. And then you can have conversations about different holidays and like dances and just, yes, I like, I, I am so grateful for the um this aspect of bravo right now they need to do it so it's like interesting because it's like all these sub shows that aren't real housewife shows are doing it really well and now we need to get those producers because i'm pretty sure they're just different production companies to start producing the real housewives yeah they just they need to just do a better job it just needs it needs to change it can't stay this way it's it's just, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I guess that's really what it is. It's uncomfortable for the sake of, of it's uncomfortable without growth, because I do think you need to push your boundaries, right? You need to push yourself to grow. So putting, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, like watching Ramona at that dinner was insanely uncomfortable, but if production had then created an environment the next day or two days later that wasn't just gossiping about Ramona it was actually sitting Ramona down with a therapist or a a a, anyone of authority in in um racial you know education like not forcing teaching on her but forcing teaching on us (laughs) because she's not going to change Ramona is not going to change but how Ramona can learn tools to then communicate a little differently on TV will help change the older white women who are watching. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Cause yeah. it's, it, it was disgusting how she behaved and production could have used it as a teachable moment. And that's exactly what they didn't do. Yeah. So. I feel like this whole episode is trying to like we've gone into Libra season so greatly now. <laughs> we were like, so yeah, everyone who's listening about, about astrology, this is exactly what Libra season is. It's having these conversations about how to do things right. 
Yeah, it's it's true justice and and social justice in a way that isn't what you know Fox News likes to demonize. It's 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 creating a platform for open and honest discussion for a social evolution yeah. <laughs> towards betterment. That's really what it is. It's just treating people like people, honoring yeah. who they are, where they come from, and their stories. Yeah you know, us white women need to sit down and shut up and let other people freaking talk. Agree. I, you know? I, 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 you know, there, I've had some personal struggles with that of being like, oh, like even having like a podcast, like this is just for me and the people I have on, I have a lot of listeners now and I go, you know, like, you know, I hope that like, if you listen to my podcast, you know, like you go explore, you know, a person of colors, astrology podcast, or explore, you know, someone who's in the LGBTQ, you know, plus communities podcast, you know, like, you know, really, you know, expanding, you know, what we listen to and, and who we communicate with is, um, is yeah. key is key to growth, uh, yeah. especially for white women. I know all we can do. The cultivators of white supremacy. That's all I have to say. Make the change. Make the change, people. Be be a Kim Kardashian. Be uh, what other beautiful Libras who are trying to make make a. um, Isn't I think Kamala Harris is a uh, is a Libra, right? I honestly can't remember her. Can't remember. I can't remember. But yeah, she's she's something um but yeah i uh i don't know oh i pulled some tarot cards too by the way but like let me okay. let me talk about the tarot cards so so funny i um i have been really connecting with uh my husband's grandmother oh she is a libra sun and aries moon <laughs> i had a feeling i was like there's gonna be something i've Oh gosh, I I don't even want full moon baby. I don't even want to project what's gonna happen on this full moon then. Oh god. My first thought is terrible. 27 degrees, exactly full. Like full moon baby. Dude, I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say on air. I'll I'll say it afterwards, but the first thing that popped in my mind was not very good. I I I have a feeling I know what you're thinking. (sighs) Anyways. She, that makes sense why she's a lawyer and why she, she went and she's like, it was a DA and, you know, makes sense. It's, it's a fierce justice Libra with the Aries. She's fierce. Yeah. Um, and I, I still am surprised she's been so quiet recently and that's, uh, I'm, I'm confused and I'm wondering, but, uh, yeah, no. So I've about the tarot cards that I pulled, I, I've been really feeling um this Pisces new moon. It's strange, yeah. It, maybe I, I didn't feel insanely um psychic connection. I had I had some downloads. I, I did a sound retreat in my town that was pretty powerful, but I um it wasn't it wasn't super connected. And then I've just been getting a big pull from my um my husband's grandmother passed away. Uh, at the beginning of this year, not due to COVID, but due to um, basically she didn't go to the hospital because of COVID, you know, and passed away from other, other issues. Um, But she had given me a few years ago, this deck that she bought in the 1960s from a catalog. Mm -hmm. 
God, that's amazing. Yeah, it's called Zolar's New Astrolog- Astrological Tarot Fortune uh, Telling Cards. And it is, yeah, the book she has the books in there and then the magazine article from the uh, catalog she bought it in has the uh, information about like palm reading and like all of this stuff. And she bought it, I think it said 1968. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's really trippy. It has very weird mojo, Um, but the cards, like I have to read them. I have to shuffle them with my eyes closed because they're double-sided and then they have like all of this, it, they're very chaotic. It's very 60s energy. So when I was pulling the cards, I was like, I want to see. So I was like pulling and pulling. So the card that I got for the first pull for the collective, like no joke, fell oh out. God. Literally oh. just says Libra on it. And the lucky number is seven. And then the tarot card, which like how the deck tells you to read it is only the card that you pull because it's double-sided. Mm-hmm. But then on the double side of the uh, Libra, is the 10 of swords. <laughs> wow. And it, it gives like little descriptions. Like this one says, indicates the possibility of sudden misfortune brings added burden and sorrows. <laughs> like, and then has like another one for reverse temporarily financial gains from risky ventures, possible losses later. Like it's so, it's so game oriented, you know what I mean? And like, but I just found it really interesting that like I pulled this out for um, Libra season. So I was like, yep, well, thanks spirit for being so literal. You know, we're all about literal Libra indecisive literalness, but I pulled, um, I pulled three cards and we can just talk about them for a sec. Mm -hmm. So I pulled uh, energy to move through and I pulled the two of swords which I thought was perfect for Libra season because Two of Swords is um, miscommunication, misdirection of communication. <laughs> so, you know, that's really the energy we need to move through at this beginning part of Mercury's uh, retrograde, right? Is just like kind of being stagnant and lost. Take off the blind, uncross the arms. Just get moving. Just stand up. Just stand up and walk. Like, and I think that's where the Mercury retrograde is going to be really helpful for it's like all those things that you have been putting off that you've been holding back that you've been fearful of, you're going to be able to release that this retrograde and just kind of move through it. Um, So then the next card I pulled was the uh, energy to honor this month. Like, so what do you want to embody this month? And I pulled the queen of cups. Oh, wow. And I thought that was really nice for um, this season. Uh, so this one says a woman with light brown hair and hazel eyes indicates love, a happy marriage and general good fortune. Battle of the 60s. <laughs> and then reverse would have been may bring dishonor and scandal to her loved ones. Oh, oh no. Um, but they, and then, then the reverse is the world card. It's just this the deck makes no sense. Like it's just so, <laughs> so all over the place. But I thought with the um, the energy to honor, like really honor your divine feminine. Um, no matter no matter if you are um, a man, woman, feminine, masculine, where you are on the spectrum of what gender is. Um, Honoring the divine feminine is receptive energy, especially with cups energy. So really holding space for your emotions, how you feel, um, and just honor, honor 
honor that space in your heart that needs to be, what would Vicki Gumbelson say? Um, her love tank needed to be filled. Yes. <laughs> so let's bring it back to the OG. <laughs> Our well, it's also, you're moving, you know, you're, what, what, how did you describe where, uh, so what, what your energy, um, you're honoring or embodying. Energy, yeah. Cause like, and then we're moving into Scorpio season too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yes and water season watery dark deep sensual watery season um it's a it's a cool lock in scotland <laughs> anyways <laughs> and <laughs> this is where we're at guys this is just like we're this is rough all right so then the last card is energy to focus on so what do you really need to uh move your energy into and focus. And then I got the six of swords, which, yeah, I actually think this is pretty beneficial for, um, Libra season. You know, I mean, you know, swords are, they represent air and Libra is air. So, and with sixes, you're kind of moving through that kind of hard time. And I I see this as almost the releasing for the full moon, you know, kind of that, like letting go, um, kind of focus on what is no longer, no longer serving you. Yeah, and just kind of pushing practical. through yeah it's like a very practical card together. and then uh, unless you read this description and it says possible journey by water use good legal advice if necessary or do not force matters postpone all important issues <laughs> and oh then the a back of the card says unfavorable sun Lucky number two. Unfavorable sun, because that's usually how the sun's described. And this one, this says, avoid borrowing or loaning. Avoid unnecessary purchases. These are historical cards. You're going to have to put them up. I know. They're, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely put them up. I know. I looked up this deck. You can buy it on eBay. Um, it can get, if it's an original copy, it can be very expensive. But, like, it's not necessary. It's very chaotic. Unless you have extra money to burn through, and you can buy this deck on eBay for like $300 or something ridiculous really yeah there was like a couple that was like pristine you know like had never been open probably came from like the producer it's a New York City company too it's Parker Brothers oh Parker Brothers yeah or no yeah this was part yeah this was made in Salem oh yeah Salem Massachusetts 1965 my god it was made in Salem yeah so yeah no when I hold this deck it doesn't it I don't want to say it doesn't feel right because that's not the word, but that's like, it just, it's chaotic. I think it's funny that you decided for Libra season, you're going to pull from the chaotic deck. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, oh, I've been pulling from this deck for a lot. And then I was like, I'll go back to this one. And I almost pulled out like my writer weight. Cause I was like, oh, that kind of feels Libra-y. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. But I, um, oh, I, I pulled an Oracle card. Uh, I was gifted this beautiful deck which I have the box down here and I want to actually get the name right. Um, it's called the, uh, oh no, oh no guys, hold on. Um, it's called the Goddess on Earth Oracle. It's a divination mm-hmm. deck. Um, and it's like the most beautiful Oracle deck I've gotten in a really long time. Um, it's from beautiful. a, uh, the author and artist is a photographer who lives in the Hudson Valley. And so all of the uh, cards are her photographs that then are uh, illustrated over. 
Um, so I, and then they're all women that, uh, she's worked with and honors and they're part of a, like a spiritual community. Um, so I pulled this one is stand in your power. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? It looks so like, you know, old time, like very, like, I mean, it doesn't look modern at all. It doesn't look modern, but if you go on her Instagram, the, um, artist is Lisa Lavart, uh, it, you can see all of these were taken somewhere in the Hudson Valley, probably modern mm-hmm. digital camera, but then the artwork on top, it's just, it's, it really is spectacular, but I, I, I wanted to plug this divination book, uh, this deck, cause it's just I'm so spectacular. I'm really mad at myself right now because I can't think of the name of the, um, art history. Like I recognize that like, it's like Rembrandt. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's art. like a classical, yeah, yeah, um, type of artwork. Yeah, yeah, almost yes, like Rembrandt or like uh, like Michelangelo or like like kind of like that kind of like classic. Um, it's really pretty because you even see the Tappan Zee Bridge in the background of this. Like it's very, uh, I guess, what was it, the Cuomo Bridge? <laughs> um, Mario, but, yeah, Mario, yeah, Mario, not Andrew. <laughs> Good thing they didn't name it after him. So this one, it's it's uh, called Stand in Your Power, and it's the hurricane spirit uh, from the Tiano tribe in um, Puerto Rico. And the Tianos, the original inhabit- uh, inhabitants of the greater and lesser Antilles, feared and respected the ferocious Caribbean deity, um, bringing forth destructive, turbulent weather in her trade. So they, she talks about the attributes of this card, and then the perspective is actually... Um, written by the person who's in the image and um they talk about how this is just pure force it's not malevolent it's not benefic it's uh it's just force so Mm -hmm. it's it's just energy that you have to stand in and just hold your ground and then the action that you use is um the goddess demands and um with the undying uh undeniable volume of gale wind that we stand in our power and speak our truth plant your feet on the ground take a deep breath and allow the goddess to circulate throughout your lungs you are ignited with force of nature which is at your core inhale deeply and exhale with dynamic ha now sing your truth your voice will be heard I, love Which I just thought was, I wasn't going to read from here because, you know, because we can interpret, but I was like, ah, oh, this is so Libra. It's such a beautiful Libra, like statement to have like, right? to have all that air. Yes. <laughs> like a gale force wind gale force and wind. you have to stand in your power. You have to honor your decision to stand there. Take a so, breath. Take a breath, Libras. Um, so yeah, th- I think that wraps up our our conversation about October. Um, It's been another month and here we are. I know. know. We've survived. survived. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you. And I want to say thank you so much for, you know, joining, joining the uh, magic on the patio. It really is. um, It is an honor to have you on. I love magic on the patio and you. It's just so fun. I would love to see the magic on your patio. You know what? I have (laughs) Well, Scorpio season's coming up. You get a little saucy and sassy. <laughs> oh my God, that's oh, okay. 
it's like bedtime guys we're like we're crashing um no so yeah I want well one I want to have you up I would love to do an in-person oh my gosh yes it'd be so fun maybe we you know maybe I have you it, depending on how things roll after this full moon if we can get the kids vaccinated and stuff have you guys up um for maybe like fun. around Halloween time or something oh yeah that'd be so fun that would so be so cool. yeah that would go up here it's so witchy out here we can go to the sound retreat. We'll leave the husbands with the kids and go to the sound Sounds retreat. Like a great which idea. Just literally a mile away. Fantastic. Right, right, right there. I can hear them now that I know that that's them and not some like weird thing in the woods. It's <laughs> definitely the sound retreat. <laughs> For a while, we're like, we don't know what, because there's also an airport that way. So we're what's like, ding we hear. What's that noise? I hear. <laughs> At this point, we think everything is an owl and a, you know, a, at least it's not a ghost yeah please be careful just like you know say a little prayers get your uh get some um any any black crystals that you have do you have any terms i have have all of them (laughs) put them all around you while you're going to bed (laughs) he'll be fine he'll be good (laughs) Uh, i blame city bike That's an inside joke. Anyways, all right, we're going to close it out. Thank you all for listening. Stay grounded and make some decisions, all right? Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Magic on the Patio. For more information on this episode's guest, check out the podcast show notes or on our Instagram, at Magic on the Patio. Stay grounded.